Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Chillin' on the Porch. Hello! Ahoy! Uh, ahoy! Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Wanted to make sure. I don't know if I need to get super close or if I can stay back a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. I, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that you can hear me. So, <laughs> that is kind of the whole point, right? So, that's good. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's what people say. They say the point is to be heard. True. And, uh, so, I'll just project my voice. I'll talk to the back of the room. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm recording in the outside location again. Uh, ah, so, so hopefully fine. it doesn't. It rained here earlier, so watch yeah. out for that. I, I am listening uh, for the birds again. I'm under an umbrella, under ah. cooler, uh, under coolerus. So oh, if yes. rain, if rain does occur, I sh- I should be fine. However, I will still run inside. That's <laughs> true. They're like a little porous, but man, I. So, <laughs> listeners, uh, if that's that sentence might not mean anything to you. So, our dad has, for years now, put up these things on his back porch. Because the back porch, is there's no, like, it's just like a porch. A deck, I guess. I think the word would be deck, right? <clears throat> it's bigger, so I'm going to call it a deck. But, like, he got these things that he's, like, put up and rigged to put up there and he's like no 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 they're amazing blah blah right and they're called what did they call Colin? Coolaroos Coolaroos okay uh-huh. and so he fed me some line like bro they use these in like Australia and stuff and it's like all the rage and blah, blah. I was like dad whatever this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life fast forward several years <clears throat> I am standing in Australia at this like restaurant and I'm looking up above the patio and what do i see <laughs> hot dang it is the same thing that my dad has been putting up over his dad. <laughs> so i had to, i took every time i saw them i took pictures and i just when i got back i was like i'm sorry i doubted you here <laughs> that was silly of me <laughs> i did not know <laughs> I apologize. So sorry okay. for doubting. Uh, I, as I re- as I recall, uh, these were first discovered by our dad in the uh, backseat magazine of an airline. Oh, God, uh, the backseat magazine. <laughs> I forget. God, what were those? What Sky they? Mall. Sky Mall. Like that, it yeah. was Sky Mall. I I will need to be. I will need to fact check this later. But I am almost ninety five percent sure that he first encountered these in a Sky Mall magazine. Yeah, and it's like it's way. I don't know. It's like better than a normal awning because you. It just like he just in the fall and winter he just takes it down and like rolls it up because it's yeah. like a it's like a canvas tarp, but yes. not right. It if you just look at it. It looks not unlike burlap, right? But it's like synthetic and it's like better, right? It's not just like a potato sack above his porch, right? It's not how it works. But like, so he was like, and the deck is like, like big, it's like long away from the house. So like, Mm -hmm. even if you had an awning, 
it would cover like a foot. And then you'd have to drill into the siding, and that would not make him excited. So no, we're not do that. So he got these things, uh, and he's like rigged up this whole little deal. They look really cool out there, but like, you know, I was like, "What in the world?" I gave I gave him grief for a long time. <laughs> Fast forward to me standing in Australia, like, "Oh my look, gosh, they're real, looking like they're a real. Schmuck. I should never have doubted. <laughs> they yeah, they the- do exist." <laughs> I mean, like, I they, don't, I can't believe it. They do have many pros in that, yeah, they can be, they can just be affixed and they kind of be their, like, they don't have to have a whole big structure around them. Uh, you just kind of build the support that's necessary for them. So you can build them over just one spot and then suspend them to their, uh, so they're, they can be pretty, uh, flexible in where you can place them, it will say. Yeah. Just like wherever, like, as long as you have a thing, you can just put it there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just sent you a picture of one from us. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can see. have that to the reference. <laughs> okay, we'll do this. Okay. <laughs> I think there was more, but I can't find that picture right now. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. You'd be. You're fine. <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. Like, what? Oh my gosh, it is real. No way. <laughs> So I'm glad that you are safe from potential rain question mark. I'm no, not really I, sure. About I don't think I don't think of... we're gonna be having any any rain. It's it's okay. quite sunny at this moment. Oh so a good deal. We should be fine. We should be fine. It rained here, but it was just like a bit. It was like uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we like, had a steady it was steady, but it just didn't last long at all. So it was a bit it was a bit of a letdown, yeah. but better than nothing. And now it's actually <laughs> cooling off. A bit underwhelming. Underwhelming, but I guess it's fine. That's true. So. It just made it worse, right? Because it's like, ah, oh, some rain. Oh, wait, now it's humider. That Dang could have it. been, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. That's not what I wanted. That had no. such a wonderful potential. No. Yeah, it's all been squandered away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and your, your other, uh, journey uh did you did you see new york's uh uh air quality that was registered today uh yeah so that's fun i oh. saw that the last couple of days I was like oh yeah. great that's just <laughs> yeah yeah they said um 300 is when we recommend people not go outside uh and is as very dangerous for people's health uh and they registered like 350 or 390 yeah. and i was right. like oh no no but but I, I did hear that the winds are supposed to shift and blow it back to over to the Canucks here in the next couple of days. So it should be clearing yeah. up. We'll see. Yeah, it said by Saturday. So uh, being as that I leave on Monday. Listeners, by the time you hear this, I'll be almost back. So that'll be <laughs> the yes, timeline no. will be a little bit wonky for you. But yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. So, I'll be how, uh, coming back like the day how, after you hear this. How was the air quality after your long trip? Oh, it was insert sound bite here. Uh, fine, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Fine, but also it was, but also the worst ever. There you go. Okay, yeah, cover to base. It was. It was fine. <clears throat> It was horrible. There you go. Yeah. Got it. I got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, let me just write down this time examples. Done. <laughs> time code that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Air quality time codes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yes, yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah. So, uh, report later. Uh, there you go. We'll have an upcoming report 
the all important question, which of the cities are better? Boom, they go. That import report coming in. Who wants to know the best East Coast city of the couple that I'm going to be visiting? Okay. Yeah. What are our options? Find out here. Uh, we're going Boston first, and then we're going to New York, right? And then we're like on the way to Washington, D.C. I think it's like, oh, look, there's Philadelphia. And then like, oh. and then like, just <laughs> like a stop around, like, you know, because again, it's like a colonial America, like theme going on here. Right. So hmm. we're going to hit that. Like, here's Ben Franklin's house. Oh, look, the Liberty Bell complete with crack. Look at that. Have Shoddy not workmanship. Haven't Boom. filled it in all these years <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, no, there you go. So uh, I think that's what we're doing. We're doing that little thing just kind of going down like starting in Boston and then just sort of going in a line to the Southwest. <laughs> okay. do, do you have pre preconceived notions as to of that list, which ones will be the best or are you just waiting uh, and unsure? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. Right. Like again, allegedly I have been to some of these places. Right. But I was like, there is a picture of me in Boston somewhere. But I was like three. So we're not going to count that, right? I don't, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really, I don't know, right? I don't really, I don't really know what to think about this. Because I, again, I haven't been, this is a far field for me. I don't go to the East Coast like ever. So uh, I don't know. I don't know which one to expect. I know that like Washington, D.C., there's like nothing there, right? Mm. It's like, oh, look, the National Mall. And that's it. Uh, so like, I mean, that's I'm not pretty really much. expecting. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it's not like that's like what it's for. It's like the whole point of yeah the reason the district exists. So like, <laughs> so I'm not. Ex- I have low expectations for Washington D.C. as like a s- metropolitan area. Okay, right. Just because <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't really. I've never really thought about it in terms of a city before. It's just like because uh, I don't know. It would probably be terrible to live there. Right. I have no idea. But. uh there's my preconceived notion for that. Um, <laughs> Watching the city. Terrible. Okay, next. Terrible <laughs> place to be. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm expecting Boston to be pretty cool. Right. I think of the places that was the one that I was most excited about going to. Okay. Right. Like, I think it could be cool. Uh, everyone tells me New York smells bad. So we'll okay, and then uh, <laughs> cool. I literally don't know anything about Philadelphia except for Rocky goes there. So, boom! I don't. <laughs> Will you be going to that part of Philadelphia? Or are you you staying to the uh, I don't uh, older part? I don't remember parts? exactly. I haven't pulled up my thing, so I'm not sure how close that is to the places that we're gonna go. I should do some Google Maps before we head out to sort of like get some bearings at least about download where your, things are located. Download your offline Google Maps. Don't forget to do that, people. That's true. I mean, as I should still have correct cell service in uh, Philadelphia. You, you don't know. You don't know about That's that. That's true. I don't know. Maybe I should try it just to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, really. I don't really... 
I don't know. I I also like I think I said before, like I think I might be most excited about like the Salem thing that we're gonna go to. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is that's, like that's just like weirdly interesting and just like so bizarre and weird. Uh so that could be kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. And then, like the north end of Boston, I think we're gonna hang out there for a while. So that'll be cool. So it's like Boston's north end, and then like we go to New York, it's just gonna be basically like Manhattan, New York, right? So not hmm. like any of the other ones. So I don't really no, we'll see if it's as advertised on television, right? I've watched enough Law and Order that I know about Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> you could pretty much just walk, you know, feel yeah, like. Yeah, right? Snow, everything. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm not real sure. I think we're only going to be in Philadelphia for like just a little bit, like, because it's on the way. Like, oh, mm-hmm. stop here for a few hours and then <laughs> keep going. <laughs> and then, like, DC, I think we're paying up pretty close to like the like the National Mall area. Okay. I think, I don't know exactly, but that's where all of our, most of the stuff we're going to go. We're going to do like the capital tour-y thing, right? Like, oh, here's all the stuff. Oh, look, here's where people are not working. Oh, look at that. That's great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so a much more in-depth report coming soonly. Great. Okay. But there you go. Nice. Yes. Yeah, just mostly being like, all right, where do I do it? We're finding all my socks. Like, hmm, here's some socks. Ah, here's some t shirts that are fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going like real minute. Like I mentioned before, minimal packing mode, right? So we have like just a lot of t shirts that are just like, black and or gray or no it's green i think good like just yeah. like yeah so just wear them more than once just uh-huh. basic color palettes like nothing crazy like no nothing just like <clears throat> bare bones stuff so uh that's a plan again i always overthink these things so to try to talk myself out of like bringing extra stuff like no you don't need that <laughs> <laughs> well i yeah yeah that's that's the and and also finding shirts that are um i don't know how if you can figure out ones that are um different uh uh, uh materials you know the ones that can wear multiple times as well yeah yeah, the, yeah that's what i got I'm, I'm definitely bringing one i have some like again like I have this weird problem where like I wear I, I don't know this just sort of happened this year right so for this year for work I wear I only wear this year I've only worn like button ups polos and sweaters right so now when it's like all right I just wear a t-shirt like it feels weird yeah right? it feels like <laughs> awkward because it's like not <laughs> like oh no what do I uh, but I do have one like really, really lightweight, like it's almost like a golf material, I think is what it was marketed as, like polo. I'm definitely just wearing that because it's like really light and you can, it's like a little more synthetic and you can definitely wear it like just all the time and it'll be fine. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, that the, one. Yeah, those more, those lightweight, so much more breathable because then mm. in a pinch, like if you ever needed to, you could, you know, like wash them in a sink or something. So, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, so that's the plan. 
we'll see how the plan goes. <laughs> hey. But yeah, so that's going to be this weekend. <clears throat> Struggling to pack, right? But uh, one more event <laughs> just in the way, right? So uh, I neglected to mention that last weekend, uh, we went to a birthday party, right? Hey. Uh, I went to a the birthday party of one of my former students' one-year-old son. Oh, that's adorable. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. We went there, and it was like, they're a Guatemalan family, right? So it was like okay. the whole church was there. It was like they like just set up this big tents in their at their house mm. and they were just like grilling and hanging out and they invited us to come over. <clears throat> and oh, uh, super cool. we ate and talked to everybody, like saw like a billion people from school over there, right? <clears throat> so it was cool. Talked to the neighbor guy, he was really cool. Uh they just invited him over randomly because he like lives next door and talks to a bunch of so like, yeah, come over, and he's like Pfft. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him. Uh, played too much basketball in the street. Right, I'm too old to be playing basketball in the street. Oh no! Middle and high school kids. That was. Uh, okay. And I was like, <gasps> <I'm> dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was fun. So we went there last weekend. It's real cool. I got there for way too long, but like, yeah. Uh, and then, so then uh, Saturday, uh, we've been invited to it's uh, more quinceanera time. Oh, baby. oh okay. We go. <clears throat> so we're gonna go there. We're not gonna be able to stay very long this time because we got a lot of the stuff before we leave. But we're gonna go to the thing. We're gonna try to go uh. to the church service and then uh, go in the early evening like you just kind of eat a little bit hang out see everybody and then skedaddle before all the dancing begins so it's the plan nice it'll be fun okay where where are things i'm not gonna pack that's the other question just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, real pro tip there is yeah don't have to you don't have to come home and frantically do uh uh, laundry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, well, that's okay. on the docket here. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, yeah, you've got a lot going on. Uh, I think we've it's got... Hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can relax into when you're on the plane. You can get into trip we'll mode. See. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, and, and they're not like... <laughs> Hey, we're st- oh, we're it's because what's going to get in the air, and they're like, "Hey, winds have shifted back south, everybody." So welcome. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Well, we so are, we'll um, see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead. I, was oh, like, I don't do well on planes. I think I mentioned that to you. Like, I don't really do well. Yeah. I don't like sleep, or it's like just like uh, uncomfortable, and like the moving is like messes me up. So, like, and it's going to be a very long day. I feel oh. like it's gonna be like <laughs> dying. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I think it's important just to hit the ground running when you get there because it will be a long day and we'll be really tired. You'll be tired and stuff. So that's true. So and then you won't have time to think about it though because you'll be like, "What are you guys up to?" Oh, well, we are uh, onboarding. Uh, well, I've uh, been interviewing still people for a new, new hire. Uh, man, it, I was telling Megan the other day, like, I have been, I've been here since the 1st of May. 
uh, covering these visits and I've hired two staff members, but I'm still here. Have I talked about this yet? Because it feels like uh, you oh. mentioned it a little bit last time. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, that is crazy though, that it's been, <laughs> you've been there a month and like it's still just like, and I've, and I've hired people. It's, but still at the same time, it's like, but I don't feel like we don't made that much progress, but we've made a lot. Um, I'm about to make, we've made one job offer. I don't know if the person's going to accept it. I did another in-person interview today and uh, the, the person used to work at the the prison as a medical staff member. And, and uh, so, but we're sitting there doing the interview and they keep referring to their time at the prison and like, and it just it sounds, you know, like I'm interviewing like an ex-con or like an inmate yeah, or something. Like, well, like, when I was on the inside. Like, yeah. Well, well, they're like, well, my time at the prison, man, I was just really glad when I got out of there. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, they all say that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. It's kind of like, so dad, dad's doing his physical therapy for his hip, uh, but yeah. he calls he calls it his rehab. So he's like, he's yes, got to go to rehab and he's in rehab. <laughs> Context, people. Context. Yeah, context. There's more to the story. Uh, but uh, we just signed the kids up for some uh, summer school, summer programs at uh, Wonders of Wildlife. So, oh, they'll be excited about that. Uh, there's like a, uh, Noah's going into a. It's called Bear Necessities, but B A R Necessities. Learning about uh, for it's just for that age group. Learning about. Uh, animals' needs, environments, habitats, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then Lillian is taking a, like a wildlife crafting class. Uh, so that'll be that'll be pretty fun. That does uh, sound right up her alley. I'm interested yes. to know what that entails. Tails. Because when you just say that sentence, it's a little confusing. <laughs> right? Same. Like, what is that? What does that mean? Are you going to craft wildlife or are you going to like just do? Wildlife themed crafts? Are you gonna craft <laughs> feathers? I don't really know what I, Yeah, so or is it gonna... like you're gonna craft like a beaver and or I don't know, like I don't I have no I no idea, but uh they're so they're they're excited for that. And I was, <laughs> I was telling telling dad, I was like, Well, so we kinda signed up for these programs and he was like, Where are you gonna stay? What are you gonna where are you guys gonna be? <laughs> and I was like, Well, <laughs> we'll be here for a I'll week. Give you uh, a guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if you want, I can I can rent a fifth wheel and put it out by the road, and you you know set up shop and have people gawk at it. And he was like, "No, don't do that." Oh, so, yeah, he'd love that. <laughs> Just get like a cabin facade to put on it, and then like yes. it'll blend in. The background, just, or just yeah. lay lay boards on it is actually what I would do. I wouldn't even or, <laughs> or that. Just park it in the woods. Put like a camo net over it. Yes. Totally not suspicious at all. Totally, definitely no suspicious activity take place there. Nope. No, no cops would be called. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. No, fine. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, so hopefully. We'll have some people coming on board. I'm, I'm like, I'm almost tempted just to start offering like everybody the position because I'm, I'm ready to like, just and just see who sticks. Because a couple of weeks ago, I came down here and was like, great, I've got four people. I'm gonna get them onboarded, and only two made it. And so <laughs> now I'm like, I'm like, I guess maybe just everybody. Just so just I bring everybody on, and we'll have a, like a trial by fire thing. Just run through the gauntlet, and if you. 
make it out unscathed, you you make it. Congratulations. I don't know. I mean, that's what like the factory I used to work at would do. They would just like bring in like scads of people because then like you know a bunch of people would quit really quickly. Yeah, and then they would still have some right. Like I. I cannot tell you the number of people that came in and I was like responsible for training them. And then they, a couple of them, uh, they went to lunch and then they never came back. Oh. Right. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They didn't oh, even make it through the first day. Wow. So, <clears throat> well, it's not uncommon for that to happen. Like, cause you know, the jobs we were doing are not fun uh, or, you know, good for your body right <laughs> like, sure. yeah so it was like heavy manual labor well yeah and so a lot of them would be like nope just kidding <laughs> see you later <laughs> like they would just never come back wow wow yeah 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 we're we're trying to um We've had that happen, not quite as that bad, but it's been pretty close. And uh, you know, you read all these hiring things, and you talk to people who are 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 uh, you know, they this is what they do, and they talk a lot about like, well, you just got to get them connected to the vision and the mission and the values of your company, and live the vision and mission, and and be make them part of the vision and the mission. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like at some point, <laughs> like people. Like they're either going to want to do the work or they're not going to want to do the work and they can say they want to do it all they want to do. But like, like you, you can only do so much to try and get people to stay. Like it's up to them. And yeah, it's, that's just part of it. Like sometimes you can have all like the best practices you're implementing them. You are, you're having a, a thorough process. You are bringing multiple people in and you've reviewed and blah, 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 blah. And if the person just doesn't want to work there anymore, like there's literally nothing you can do and you just have to roll with it. And yeah, it's like, you know, and there's also a, an element of you can like tell people what it's going to be like all day long. Yeah. Right. But once they get into it and they start doing it, they're just like, you know, they give it a try and they're like, hmm, maybe this is not what I thought it was going to be. Maybe this schedule isn't quite what i thought maybe this is blah, blah like there's a you know a myriad of reasons why they can decide like you know what i was wrong this really isn't for me like it just is and that's just going to happen yeah right? like it's just it's just how it works so i feel like no matter how much you connect somebody to the vision which sounds like that's what a person at the top of like a multi-level marketing scheme would say right that's what pyramid scheme people talk about like oh you've got to connect to the like you're running a pyramid scheme (laughs) that's why you're saying these words you don't really do anything you just recruit people to then recruit more people Uh uh-oh and Uh uh-oh and i'm probably a bad leader because every time people talk about that like I, I immediately think of that. I'm like, that just sounds really skeezy. And like, it's what it sounds like. like right? It's what it, that's what it sounds like. Those weird dudes on like TikTok or whatever, they're talking about like their online courses. You're like that. That's not. <laughs> mm, and so mm, hold so on. I, that's not real. <laughs> like, I, 
I was actually, I was, uh, uh, this is, this is a hard nut to crack and, and you, you know, you're never going to be able to, it, it will be for a forever thing because people will be changing. And, and so I was listening to somebody today and they had a slightly different spin on it and of going like, unless like you, you have to help the person who you're hiring discover their personal satisfaction in their work. Like, that's what it boils down to. Like, if they don't get personal satisfaction from it, they're not going to stick around. And so y- you have to help show them of like the various options, <laughs> basically. And and there's that um uh that story uh the guy who asked the bricklayers. And did have you heard this before? The three bricklayers, um, where the guy no. goes, There are three bricklayers, and he goes, he go him up and I, it's not a real story. I don't think people try and tie it into a historical event. And they say, he asked the first bricklayer, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm laying bricks. He asked the second one, what are you, what are you doing? He goes, I'm building a wall. And he asked the third one and he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm building a cathedral for people to worship. And the moral of that story is like, help people like get people connected to a vision. but. What it actually is, is finding each person's individual motivating factor of like why they're there. And that's what's really like, because we have some people on our team who if you like, if I just popped out of a bush while they were out working, I said, what are you doing? They'd be like, I'm walking a dog. Or some people I'd pop out and I'd say, what are you doing? And they go, I'm earning $15 an hour. Well, you know, the next person like, what are you doing? And they go, I'm giving somebody peace of mind. Like, no one of those is better or worse because they each mean something to the person saying it. And you can't discount the person who 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 sees themselves as just walking the dog because they obviously like that is that is an important aspect to them in some in some way. And just because they don't connect to the like the like a phrase that I've been throwing around more is we're passionate pet people helping passionate pet people. Like it's stupid, but okay, but, but does just sound be- just like something you would say though. Let's be real. It's okay. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, oh yeah, it's a double and oh I get it. It's a pet because we're it's uh but yeah, but just be- just because they don't connect with that doesn't mean they're not a, a good worker. Uh, it's just, it's just hard to um, know which one is going to stick with the person that you bring on um, at the end of the day, and so that's that's where we are with with this process now. And it's not about having all these checkpoints, or not about being in front of the staff members. It's not about whatever. It's actually just like walking them through the possible options of what could satisfy them versus from this job. Like that's what I'm trying to do is like, and and I'm not responsible for people's individual happiness um, at all. Like period, end of statement. I'm not. So like, that's not a pressure, but nope. <clears throat> sorry. I'm not. Yeah. Then I, then I have to be okay when they're not satisfied with what the job is providing. And be okay with that and just go, okay, well, if this didn't provide you what it thought it would, okay, like, that's fine. Like, we're, we need to, we need to part ways. But at some level, finding some sort of connection is important because otherwise they're not going to stick around. Oh, yeah, for sure. But like, like, I disagree with what you said. I mean, I, hold on. 
I do agree. That sounded weird when I said that. I do agree with what you said about like, if somebody's motivation is just like, I just need a job. Like that's a valid motivation. Yes. Right? Like it's, and I think a lot of people discount it. Like you said, they're like, no, you have to be passionate. Like, mm, not really. Like you can still do a really good job if you like just want a job. Right. Like that's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to like emotionally connect with the windows that you're painting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. And like, yep, I'm working. Like, do I really, you know, care that much about this? Like, no, like I <laughs> I just, you know, need to do this. It's fine. Like, but that's okay. Like, you know, uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> it's fine. And I think a lot of people do lose sight of that. Like you can just like, you can still show up and do a good job. If you just like, if your only motivation is like, I just need a job to make money, like, that's fine. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to like belittle these people, be like, oh my gosh, they don't like love it. Like, it, it's fine. It's okay. Like, it's, it's, don't worry. <laughs> Why are you yeah. so worried about it? They're still doing the job. Stop it. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Because, yeah, I, and I was thinking about that today. I was like, I'm out walking the dog and in my brain you know i'm like oh this is the best job in the world why don't more people want to work for me but (laughs) but you know it's like it just doesn't connect for them and that's fine and there are people at who work at in every job imaginable there's somebody there who just wants to earn a paycheck that's the only reason they're there period end of story and they do a good why do they do a good job because they know if they don't they'll be fired and they won't earn a paycheck. So it's like, yeah. and they're fine with that and the work's getting done and it's okay. And so it's just like, I don't, I don't need, I, I don't need just like head over heels, passionate, in love, can't wait, like bursting through the door people. That's true. I mean, it's nice, you know, whatever, but like, oh. I mean, it's, it's good that you have that. Cause you know, you're like the boss. Right. And that's like your thing. And that's good. And it's good that they see that and it's good that they see that you are that excited about this stuff and that you do care that much. But like, if they don't, like, that's still okay, right? They can still be like really good employees and like, yeah, you know, they just want to like, maybe they just like dogs, you know, like, okay, like, it's yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, it's- or maybe, you know, or people connect with all, again, all sorts of, they want to just be more active or they want to be outside more or... You yeah, know, like it, I just like, want a job that's outside. Boom. <laughs> Great. Got him. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Yes. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, and I, I'm trying to remember that when I'm talking to people of like, yeah, I'm like, they don't need to be, for, for very many reasons, they don't need to be like me. Um, <laughs> like just probably for their own personal health and sanity. safety, <laughs> sanity. Um, <laughs> like this is fine this is fine and i know many people would be like oh well you're just settling right you're settling because blah 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 blah." but it's like actually it's not it's if people being more inclusive is really yeah (laughs) it's what it is and uh so it's just uh that's part of this 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 whole process it's it's interesting you know and uh yeah, if people are interested in some aspect, like, yeah, this can definitely fulfill that. We're going to be honest about the other areas. 
right? That are a part of the job. Like th- these are real. But then I can't be the one to determine if, like, let's say somebody comes to us and they're like, oh, I, I want something more outside. And I'm like, okay, but like, you know, it's not always outside. And like, you do have to deal with poop and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't be the one to make the judgment call for them that the cons outweigh the pros for them. Yeah, I can't. But it's definitely much more outside than a lot of other jobs anyway. So, right. <laughs> it, it, it is. I have a very nice sunburn, literally all of, like, it's fine. Oh, no. I, I've been spraying SPF 35 and SPF 50 like it's going out of style. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I know there's like, if, if this were the 90s, I'd be apologizing to the ozone hole, like the hole in the ozone, but it's not, so I'm fine. But like, I don't know if it's just magnifying <laughs> the sun, if I got a weird batch, but it's just like, I am still burning people. Like, this is not okay. But anyway, like, I I, I can't be the one to go, well, but they said they wanted to be outside, but I don't know if the poop aspect is is too much for them. Like, because people, again, people may go, oh, man, I don't really like the poop aspect. But man, I really love being outside, even though it's like, it, it could just be 35% of my day. Well, that's 20% more than I was doing at my other job. This is amazing. Like, I love yeah. this. And it's 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 enough for them. So it just encouraging those as much as possible. Um, and then stepping back and letting them work. Like, that's at going like, okay, like, I... I at some point, you just have to trust. When somebody says yes, I get it. I understand. It's not. It's not. It's not perfect, but I still want to do this. It's still interesting. Like you still. At some point, you have to go. Okay, I've done what I can. I've explained what I could. This person still agrees. Then we just need to move forward, uh, and and see what happens. Yeah. So <laughs> just yeah, you just gotta go for it. And, yeah. You and, know. And what what, what so we kind of did that with with a recent offer, and we Meg and I were really going back and forth and blah blah and blah blah. And I was like, "What? What's the worst they could do? Quit? Like that's? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, really. Like then you just be back to where you were already. Been, so like been, mm, well. been through that a couple times. So you know, I think yeah. we'll be we'll survive. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, like okay, like yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what's the worst? And, oh, sure. Okay, we're going to be out the cost of insurance. Uh, yeah, you know, getting them on our payroll processing and a background check. Okay, seventy five bucks. Sure, I don't hit, like wasting money, but like if that's all it is, and then they're just gone and we start over. Like, I can roll with that. So, yeah. Uh, it's all part of a process, and definitely all part of a. Uh, a journey. Uh, oh, is it? It is. You say? Uh, hmm. as, you know, one that um, people go there and, and back again at times. <laughs> Would you say uh, it's unexpected? <laughs> it's, it's, well, this one's kind of expected because we're trying to actively do it, but it has unexpected aspects. Uh, oh, there we go. So there go. much, Good. much like the most mo- much beloved uh, The Hobbit. Ah, there we go. Boom. How was that for a torture transition? (laughs) It was beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's a lovely segue. Segue, as they say. Segue. I okay. So, um, so speaking of segue, uh, well, this is just a tangent. Um, I was giving a presentation at, uh, with the conservation department, and I misspelled segue, and I I spelled it like the the um. Uh, machine or oh, the mobility uh, thing yeah yeah <laughs> so and i got ridiculed for it so each, each each time i gave a presentation after that instead of the word i just get a picture of the mobility machine yes <laughs> put it in the text 
that's better. Oh, uh, uh, yes, that's that definitely sounds like something I would do. That's <laughs> terrifying. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, I think you mean blah blah blah. And I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Right. And so the next time I, I didn't even need to use the word. I just, you know, obviously like ma- went out of my way to make sure that I used the little symbol. And it was, and so that was just, anyway, it was done. <laughs> Boom. So what, uh, where do you, you want, what, what do you, where do you want to start with this? Uh, I think you had a, you had a better plan for this last year, last, last year, ah, last time. Last year, two days ago. Oh, no. Sorry, listeners. Not behind the curtain. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh so we both are tolkien fans i would say uh i think our episodes prove that sort of definitively (laughs) right indeed no indeed. Uh, so i mean um just kind of talk about like we can bring that into the beginning here i guess but just like kind of like how like where you're coming from when you're coming to this book i guess a little bit right like like that and like and just a little bit about the backstory of the book in general because it's sort of interesting right um if you want to touch on that a little bit i know like my version has the the preface and like uh, that stuff and then like a a lot of other things that i've read because i do have a not insignificant number of tolkien books just sitting over here on my table. Um, <laughs> well, I I figured awkwardly, I would let you just like <laughs> hanging out here. Like, <laughs> I figured I would let you kind of walk through a little bit about the, the the background of the book itself, and then we can dive into kind of how we where we're coming from with reading okay. it at this point. All right, so just like a, a backstory history thing here, right? Like this book originally published September nineteen thirty seven, right? However, The Hobbit is sort of just like an accidental side process based on all of the other work that Tolkien was doing, right? So as we know, Tolkien is a linguist, right? And he studies ancient languages, specifically Anglo-Saxon and some others, right? And Anglo-Saxon literature, he like translates Anglo-Saxon literature, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he holds professorships, teaching classes about this kind of thing, right? So like at some point, he as early as like, I think 1917, right? He starts getting these ideas about his own mythology, right? Because originally what he wants to do is he's looking at like mythological stuff for like other places, right? Very influenced by like Roman and Greek mythology, stuff like that. Mm. And so he thinks he's thinking to himself, like, you know, where doesn't have a mythological tradition, England. And you know, who loves England more than J.R.R. Tolkien? Literally nobody, nobody. Um, And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so like, he's sort of, starts going off in this way like he has some very early drafts about some like stories right uh, and he he sort of starts from a linguistic point of view you know because that's normal right i'm gonna create elvish as a language and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna create like divergent different elvish languages based on 
the original language, right? And these are not like these are not like uh you know like Dothraki or like the Star Trek one, like Klingon or whatever. This is like an actual functioning fully complete language with rules and spellings and mm. alphabets and like all kinds of and like dialects that's the crazy part right yeah so like Tolkien's like uh, the work that would originally become the Silmarillion was never actually finished right he always wanted to like complete it and tie it up in the bundle and have it published but it was like just like never quite done right and so his son publishes it later. Um, <clears throat> he rewrote all this stuff like a billion times. All right. And uh, so he has all of this in his brain, right? This like whole mythological backstory of the entire first age of Middle Earth, right? Is basically almost kind of done. Not done, but like he has some versions of it, some early versions, which. Some of them changed dramatically by the 70s when it's originally published by Christopher. Some of them are pretty much the same, right? But like, he's got all this. And so he's plugging along, doing this. He's trying to like create, it's like a history, right? The Silmarillion, people don't like it because like, it's a history book, kind of, right? That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You read it, it's like, oh, this is a history book. This is a literal history of this Middle Earth place, right? And so, uh, originally, he wanted to connect it with England and all that stuff. That kind of gets dropped later on. In the original version, like, there is a character who sails from England to, like, this island and hears these stories that are, like, passed down from generations and they're, like, connected to modern England. It's all crazy, right? He even had a table of like how some elvish and dwarvish words like entered the english like how they turn into like anglo-saxon terminology it's like it's crazy he was trying Mm. to like make it go together right so in the midst of all of this like hardcore academic pursuit of attempting to build an entire history of a place he tells his kids stories at night right and that's where this sort of comes from right like that's kind of the genesis of this book mm-hmm. right it, it it like originally right in the original version um it's not as connected to anything else as it would become later, right? So in the original 1937 mm. published, it's different than the ones that got published later on in like the rend- the second renditions in like the 50s maybe because like he rewrote it after he finished Lord of the Rings because if there's one thing that Tolkien did, it was just rewrite everything 175 <laughs> times. <laughs> just a little bit, just one more time. It's going to be fine. Yeah, so he would go back and change it, right? That's why some people are like, oh my gosh, it's not like consistent with the Lord of the Rings. Like, he knew that, right? He, mm-hmm. he knew that. He was working on it, okay? <laughs> just a slow and steady guy. <laughs> so like, this sort of comes out of like, just like telling his kids stories and like all that stuff, right? And 
we can get into this a little bit later, but when you read it, it reads very differently than a lot of his other work. Just like reading the book. Like it's it's written differently. Right? It's very different. It's like first person. Like he's relating a story to you. Right? So like this, when you read this book, it's basically Tolkien like talking to you. Mm. Which is kind of weird. Right? Because uh, yeah. all of his other stuff is not like this. Right? He, his writing is very like, it's much more casual in this book. It's like way more chill. Like, even in the first chapter, all you get like a much more like, I don't know. It's toned down. It's not like, I don't know. It's, uh, what's, I'm searching for a word here and I can't quite find it. But it's like a much more familiar tone. Casual. Right? Uh, casual. Yeah, uh, much more convers- casual. And conversational. Ooh, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Whereas like the Lord of the Rings and oh, definitely the Silmarillion is a very like formal. It's also all third person, right? It's like matter of factly telling you what's going on. But this is just like sort of casually hanging out, like telling you a story. Like, oh yeah, let me tell you about Hobbits. Right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, because even in the first chapter, he's like, oh, what is a Hobbit you say? Well, let me tell you. Like yeah. <laughs> he just kind of goes and sort of explains to you what this weird thing is, right? But that's kind of the history. Like, it sort of came out on accident, right? He was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll write it. And his publishers were like, well, tell me this story. And he's like, okay, fine. And then he would send them, like, copies of The Silmarillion and this, and they'd be like, the Hobbit is amazing. You have to finish this and we're going to publish it. And he's like, uh, fine, <laughs> I guess. Like, <laughs> And then at the end, right, they they like it sold just like insane like it people just ate it up and then he was like his publisher was like you need to tell us more about hobbits and he was like what i don't what, yeah, what? No, yeah. i don't Why? know what hobbits do i don't know if i want to do that and they're like come mm-hmm. on he's like okay fine i'll think about it and then like three months later he sent him the first part of the lord of the rings right like <laughs> He was like, I don't know what else hobbits can do. We've explored a lot about hobbits already. I'm moving on. And they're like, yeah. no, 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 do it. And he's like, fine. If I'm going to do this, <laughs> I'm really going to tie it into all my other stuff. I'm really going to hammer it in there so that you need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, might as might as well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's kind of the backstory here. Like, that's what well, this book feels really weird. Like, it's just kind of like. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. Right in the beginning of this, right, Christopher's kind of talking about it, like the the early origins of these things are sort of mysterious now, right? Because it's like later on, Tolkien didn't really remember, like, and because he rewrote everything eighty times, like when something began, it's kind of like nebulous, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, and I I think so, yeah, and I. Knew a little bit about that, but it. I, I think you definitely get the that feeling of um. Oh gosh, yeah, of of being of lighthearted and uh, that e- that kind of simple, easy approach while you're while you're reading it. But I think that that really helps it because it does come across as so familiar, so conversational. It really sucks you right in, um, just real real easily, uh, and and so. Just me coming to this book, um, you know, I 
I officially read this book after I read the the trilogy. So I I read the the trilogy and then I came to this book. Um and so I I came to it knowing with a lot of the the back knowledge and story um at that time but and I I definitely remember seeing the the different tone in it and how things were presented um and but I, I again I think that that just helps the the story that this this is trying trying to tell us compared to his other ones so it's a um yeah I wasn't I wasn't really familiar with the whole breadth of the work uh of of Tolkien uh at the time of reading this it was just a oh well this is an, another one and this comes before those three so you got to read this <laughs> yeah even though it's like it just sort of pops in here like it's just like oh here it is like it's not it's really weird like cuz all of the other stuff there's like volumes and volumes and volumes of like first drafts and like the story yeah. is where it came from and how it was carried. and this one was just like yep here it is it just like plops down like kind of done and you're like what what <laughs> it's kind of, yeah just what you just mean? appears yeah, yeah. It just is like it's like kind of like he didn't even really mean for it to happen it was just sort of like an accident and then he was like <laughs> okay i guess now i'll go back and tie it into this more and i'll fix this here because you know but it, it does it's it's real weird and the fact that he kind of got this from kind of like t- telling stories with his kids like kind of mm-hmm. you can kind of get that too right kind of that piece of information i think is important for just kind of how the story is presented right because like the much more casual nature is like well and very apparent yeah and and there's aspects of the story where the foreshadowing is kind of blunt of like of like well you know uh you know the treasures and stuff that they well let me i will get there kind of stuff of like it kind of it jumps to the end in places of like well they're going to be okay um but that's but let me tell you about this thing real quick like that's definitely something you do with kids of like before i get to the end of this like (laughs) and they all survived but let's let's let me tell you a little bit about how they got there yeah (laughs) (laughs) because yeah because even says in here uh well, how did you, I mean, what was your, your approach uh, when, you know, your, your history with this book? Uh, I came to Tolkien very late, right? Because, <clears throat> like, when I was younger, I read a lot of fantasy stuff, but it was, like, much more, like, recent, you know what I mean? And so, like, the way that I came to Tolkien was kind of, like, backwards, right? Kind of like how you follow the thread backwards, and you're like, oh, by, you know, where does this, like, genre come from? When you kind of, like, I kind of like how you do the music, right? You like listen to somebody and you're like, oh, this band's really great. And you're like, these people in this band like this older band. And so you just sort of start going backwards like that and you kind of get introduced to new and older things that way. Uh, That's sort of how I found Tolkien, right? Like much, much later. And I think actually uh, I'm one of the people that is, you know, the people that don't exist on the internet, right? Um, Because I read Tolkien after I saw the movies, right? I saw the movies first, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Uh-huh. I need more of this in my life, right? <clears throat> uh, according to hardcore Tolkien fans, that person is not real. Nobody did that, right? Like, everybody saw the, read all the books when they were four, and then they saw the movies <clears throat> later. Like, I, 
I specifically no. <laughs> remember, I remember sitting, so I remember seeing, oh my gosh, I'm going to start to sit, oh, wow, my brain, uh, sitting in the movie theater, watching the trailer for the first film come on the screen. And me thinking, because I think I don't remember what movie I was there to watch with Mimi, because let's just be honest, it was a movie with Mimi. And I have no idea well, obviously. what th- we were actually there to see. But I distinctly remember seeing this trailer. And truth be told, before then and since, it's the only time where I was so enraptured by what was on the screen before me. We literally went out to Barnes and Noble after that movie and started searching for the book that we had just the that that we had just seen on the screen because mm. it had said something like based on the books by J.R.R. Tolkien blah 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 yeah. coming this blah and I, I specifically remember in the trailer it was the scene where uh, they pull the the ring out of the fire and like it's all you know, keep it secret keep it safe mm-hmm. and then it goes on to other stuff like i just enraptured going like holy what is this kind of, yeah kind of kind of thing and then we're going to barnes and noble and trying to find that book <laughs> yeah i like it before the movies came out like i was aware that the lord of the rings existed but like i didn't really know what it was about right like it's something that i knew about like I kind of knew, you, you know, you like had heard. I've like heard about it or whatever, but like I'd never like really invested in it really too much. And then like after I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh boy, this is fantastic!" And I I put off reading anything until the third movie came out because I wasn't okay. about to. Because <clears throat> I I was like, I'm going to experience this like this first. Yeah, I want I want to go on this journey with the film characters first like i need to do that and then after that like later on i was like okay now i'm gonna read it because i just want to be in this more like i just loved it so much that i wanted more of it (laughs) like yeah and so that's kind of where that's where i came from so i came from the movies like for sure 100 percent. it was like oh man as we know greatest film trilogy of all time right let's be honest uh it's (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's where I came from. And so like <clears throat> that's where that's where I that was my jumping off point. Right. And so I came to eventually to all the other stuff like much, much later. Hmm. But kind of just like around in my time, like, oh blah, 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 I know. <clears throat> and then like then then eventually I got around to reading like the Silmarillion because like I heard, you know, like everyone talks about like, oh, it's so terrible. Like it's so like there's this yeah. like mythos that it's like extremely daunting and like horrifying and you oh. don't want to go anywhere near it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to lie. <laughs> it's, like, Absolutely. it's like it's so good. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> right. Like it's mm-hmm. so fantastic. Like the not maybe all of it. Right. But like the the Silmarils part. Right. That part is so good. And like, it's just fantastic. And so, like, that's, I was like, oh man, these people are liars. I don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) 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 But as a person who does like history and has read and just like reads nonfiction books a lot for fun, like, the Silmarillion really does feel like you're reading a nonfiction book because it is presented to you as like a history of stuff. So it's like, okay. I get it. This is 
right up my alley 100%. And it's like yeah. so good. And like all the characters and the stories and all the stuff that he's telling you are like amazing. Like it's so amazing that you like, you can really see in that, that book specifically is where when you, people are like, oh, Tolkien is like the grandfather of fantasy. You're like, yep, 100%. Yeah. Got all the, all the stuff here. All these tropes that show up there, here, right? Mm-hmm. Like cursed fates and like terrible tragedies and like overcoming and like acts of gallantry and bravery. It's all right here. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is all in this book. <laughs> all <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> right? Are there some boring parts? Yeah. But like, do you want to read about Turin Turin Bar? Absolutely you do. Right? That's what you want. Sure. And so, like, he really, like, when you read that, all of the stuff that people say about him that you're like, oh, you know, he's the father of like this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It it just jumps out at you. Like, yep, sure he is. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was getting inspiration, like, again, from these Anglo-Saxon stories. Right. They show up a lot in there. Right. But like he condensed them and pulled those themes and presented them to you in a way that was just like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it was a, a and I think that's part of where it, it it just sounds all sounds so believable, right? Whenever it the way it's all presented uh yeah. at, in the final product. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think because he has <clears throat> like the because he's already built this world in all of his other work, right? When he gets to the Hobbit, like even though he didn't necessarily mean for it to be there, like it just is. Yeah. Right. It just sort of like slots in <clears throat> because he's so familiar with this thing that he's created already. And I guess we can start talking about the first chapter now because it's sure. kind of segues there. But like this first chapter <clears throat> is like what I want from first chapters in books. Mm. Right? Like, it just sort of begins. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, like, it just... What, it, it just what an opening line. What? <laughs> yeah, right? I... Th- if this is not... I don't know. Uh, come at me. Single best opening line of theater, of book, of television show, of poetry, of, like, like seriously this is it is epic it is it is it is epic i can't even wow wow it just yeah mm. it's so good <laughs> it's so a, good. because what it and i think it, like in a hole on the ground there lived a hobbit period that's it in the store like just but what i love from this is that he takes that and he doesn't describe the hobbit that he that lives there until like ages like ages down, <laughs> down. yeah like, yeah yeah like he really goes into just like he goes into actually describe the hole like that's where he starts <laughs> what kind of hole this is <laughs> like like of that like because that's the that's the world that you're immediately being thrust into with this of like um uh of just going, there's a, there's a lot here, right? And and it it really just immediately sucks you in, uh, from from there. Like, and even then, like, you don't even know the name of this particular Hobbit until a bit down, and it just, I, I love how it's presented. Yeah, like I just, 
I don't know. Like he just goes and then by the, you know, in my, in my edition here on page five, like the story is just starting, right? Mm -hmm. You get a couple paragraphs of like exposition and backstory a little bit. And, but it's sort of presented to you as like, again, it's so casual because it's like written in the first person, which again is jarring. If you've read a lot of other Tolkien stuff, because it's like, what, what, like, (laughs) but it's just like, Oh, here we go. And then it's uh, here's just uh, Bilbo hanging out on the porch, smoking his pipe. Yeah, like that's it. Like that's just the beginning, right? Just like chilling, hanging out, doing whatever. You know, it really presents that like <clears throat> it's a great way to showcase that like hobbits are all about like just like home and like you yes. know home and hearth, right? That kind of thing, right? Which I think is very representative of Tolkien, right? Tolkien is very famous. He has a very famous quote. Uh, basically says like i think his quote is uh, i am a hobbit in all but size right right like <laughs> all of the things that tolkien all the things that hobbits love like food and family and friends and like being home and like the comfort like tolkien loved that stuff and i can relate to that like i definitely steal that quote sometimes right I like <laughs> yeah fair. i feel that i feel that big time uh and so you just get that whole picture painted just like boom it's just a little bit you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with the introduction of Gandalf, my favorite character ever, uh, like you get this, like you automatically get the Bilbo conflict too, right? Of like, oh, that's really cool. You're so adventurous, and also like, but much hair though, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, like that conversation is like so funny to me. <laughs> well, and then it, I know later, like it says, like, and this would not be the last time he thought about his, you know, his tea or his kettle. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. And and I love I mean in just little aspects of this, like one of the one of the um oh yes, this is again just the world building here. Like there is little or no magic about them except the ordinary everyday sort, which helps them disappear quietly and quickly. It's like, wait, what do you, what do you mean normal everyday stuff? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Sort of teasing you that there are more magical things around somewhere, but like, yes. so you're like, where though? Are you going to see those later? What's <clears throat> happening? Right? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then one of my favorite, I mean, th- there's just so much in here of like, of, foreshadowing to this of like just how the depth like it just keeps on building and building about all of a sudden now you're learning about the 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 tooks and the bagginses and the difference mm. and the like the, the, the adventures that they went on and the odd things that were about them and like of like okay like there's just it's just it's it's like it's like you're you're just like peeling back all these different layers or going around more and more corners and discovering more and more doorways here of uh, to the story and that's weird too because like so the 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 framing device here is interesting because like as the events start unfolding right gandalf comes by leaves a little magic mark on the door dwarves start showing up at the house right uh even though this is like a first person narrative which is kind of it's weird like this this omniscient first person narration right you still are in this sense of like Bilbo has absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah. Right? And neither do you. So you yes. automatically are in Bilbo's shoes, right? You're oh, like yeah. very connected with him because the world is just happening. 
uh, to Bilbo. Like all these people are just showing up at his house and he's concerned about like his manners and his tea and like <laughs> cakes, right? Like, <laughs> but yes. he's really confused about what's happening. And so are you, the reader, right? Mm-hmm. You, so you're, you're connecting with him like immediately. There's no like, oh, I need to figure out Bilbo's thing. I need to learn more about him. No, no, no. He is confused about all this stuff's going on. You are confused and like also curious, right? Which is the yeah. same emotions he has. So immediately you're connected to Bilbo, like uh, yep. right off the bat. Right. Yeah. It, it really, but, it really is a good, I love that framing device because yeah, it's like here he is, comfortable world, everything's fine. As an allegory to us being new to this world, I'd like we're still learning, like, anything new beyond what's already been presented to us is going to be weird. And we've been shown like comfort, home, safety, security, no newness. And then all of a sudden, like when it, when it all happens, like it happens real fast, like real, real fast. (laughs) Yeah. And the, and the fact that everybody else knows what's going on, right. They all know they're all like, Oh yeah, I'm here. They know why they're there. They know all the history. They know everything that's going on. And you're like, and Bilbo doesn't. He has no idea. You know, even a little bit later, after they all get there and they're explaining and they've talked there, he's just like overheard them talking, you know? Yeah. And like they've sang, they've sang their, they've sung in the house after tea time or whatever, their song and stuff. And, you know, they start getting down to business and Bilbo's like, okay, no, wait, hold on. Tell me exactly what's going on here. And they're like, have you not been paying attention? He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, totally, but tell me again but speak plainly yeah (laughs) speak plainly to me right (laughs) so like that's that's again you getting like because you're like yeah yeah what is going because you're starting to put some pieces together you know but like he's then going like okay no for real tell me what's going on and then they do right so it's it's like it's a really good way to give you exposition right because it's it doesn't feel clunky Right. Right. Like, and I hate clunky exposition. Like, as a reader, it just bores me to death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are other books that I have read where, like, it takes so long Mm -hmm. for stuff to happen. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, I know. And here, it's just like, Bam. By the end of the first chapter, like, you know what's up. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what's going on. Everything is just going to happen from there, right? But when, like, you know, I've read other books. You know, I've been reading another book this summer, and it's just like, it, I, I read the, the Priory of the Orange Tree, right? I talked about this before. Mm-hmm. That book, nothing happens until part two, which is like <laughs> 150 <laughs> pages into the book. Oh, no. Right? The yeah. whole entire first 150 pages is basically like exposition. Mm. I'm reading the prequel to that book this summer, right? Same thing. Mm. Right? This time I was expecting it, so it hurts a little bit less. (laughs) (laughs) But all of part one is just backstory. Mm. There's even like a three-part preface that's like more backstory about the backstory. Like, oh my what on earth <laughs> yeah and like and, it's hard and it's like it's difficult we talked about this before. it's like high fantasy so they have like uh, a lot to explain to you but like ugh. 
I just really appreciate how The Hobbit just begins. It does. And even if you, if you uh, don't... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> like, even if you have never read anything else Tolkien-y, right? It's clear that the author knows exactly the world that this is set in. Oh, yeah. And so by being... By having your main character be a dude that just, like, sits at home all the time and just, like, not like just sits at home, but like he's does all of his stuff in the Shire in his little hometown here. It's yeah. not even called the Shire yet, right? It's just like the hill, the hill, and over hill <laughs> and across the water. Like that's all we yeah. know of our world right now. That's all we know. That's because that's all that's all the place Bilbo goes, right? He doesn't even go to the whole Shire, as we'll find out later in the Lord of the Rings. It's a much larger place, right? <clears throat> he just kind of goes around town. That's it. So his worldview is very small. And by you, the reader, being introduced through him, right? Your view, your worldview is also very small. You don't know anything, right? You know about his house because that's all they told you about. <laughs> and so when you start hearing these things about the outside world, when they talk about like Dale and the Lonely Mountain and the mining, you're like, where's that? Yeah. What wants to tell me more about that, right? And you will, but like later. Later. Like yep. it'd be a little bit later. Right. Well, so I just, just think Bilbo is a great like protagonist to be put in seeing everything through the lens <laughs> of, right? Because it just introduces you so well to everything. Yeah. Well, and like and how how quickly flustered he gets by Gandalf. And like <laughs> like like I was rereading this. So I was like, yes, good morning. And it's like you could tell like the different intonations that came off with good morning. And then like good morning. <laughs> Like, like as he was more flustered and like angry and upset and yeah. like I just like, I love that dialogue of just like clearly this is somebody who was just like again thrown off for uh, the absurd things and that that actually reminded me of when I was thinking about just what we're talking about of just how we're learning right along the way here like there are even aspects of this is some of Bilbo's knowledge coming in here whenever he's talking about the history of the Tooks and he said um it was often said in other families that long ago, one of the two ancestors must have taken a fairy wife. That was, of course, absurd. And you're like, oh, of course, of course, it's absurd. Like, obviously, yeah. like, it's obviously, <laughs> but that's, but that's obviously coming from the Bagginses perspective and like the other families, how they view them. And just like now, like now there's an opinion here and there's just this, this guiding of the, like, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to walk you through. And you can just imagine like, some like Tolkien pointing out and like of, of really just sitting as you're watching everything unfold and explaining this to you in first person. Yeah. Right. And again, it's that just like the way that he's talked, the way that the narration is delivered again, like the really casual, right? Like there, there are the, the amount of hyphens used in this first chapter is astounding. Right, just or because in parentheses as well, like yeah, like, right, or 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 whatever this dash thing is, he's using instead of parentheses because it's not a hyphen. In my version, it's a this big long dash, right, right, uh, like this sentence, like the mother of our particular hobbit dash. What is a hobbit? I suppose hobbits need some description nowadays since they have become rare and shy of the big people, as they call us. And like it just sort of, you know what I mean? It's like very yeah. casual, very, you know. Like, just, you know, it's just, like, very casual. And so, just the that punctuation, right? It feels like somebody is talking to you. 
Uh-huh. Right. It really hammers that first person narration style because that's how people talk. Right. That's how it's just uh-huh. so conversational. You know, that's basically how this show works. Right. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like just, you know, in the middle of a thought and be like, oh, yeah, you don't know. By the way, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like change direction a little bit. Like, oh, that does need explaining. Hold on. Like it's, it's just, it just feels comfortable. I think that's, I think that's what I'm trying to settle on here. It just mm-hmm. feels like a very comfortable way to be introduced to all this stuff. Right. Yeah. It does. It does. And you know that like, it, yeah, just because how plainly it's put. Um, and even with like the, 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 the earlier talking about just the exposition and how lazy exposition is, I'm going to lay this out in laborious detail because I got to get this backstory to you. Just oh, yeah. even with the introduction of Gandalf of like Gandalf, ah, Gandalf, if, you know, if I could tell you half of the things I know and I know, you know, less than half of what he's done. And then, you know, and then it goes into Bilbo and his first encounter. He's, you know, he, um, it said all that the unsuspecting, unsuspecting Bilbo saw that morning was an old man with a staff. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like this is our first introduction to this character of like, from, again, from Bilbo's perspective, as we, you can imagine him coming and just how it, it, I, it just gets you the sense of, of this, this, this type of writing is, is a joy to read. It's also a lot of fun to read aloud. Like, so oh, like, definitely <laughs> like to kids, like this is, it is a blast because it just, it flows so naturally in a spoken way that a majority of writing doesn't. Or if, if you speak, if, if it, the way it speaks, it's terrible to read, right? Like this one, I don't know really. Yeah. Like, and it's because of where he's coming from, of, of he's of linguistically, right. Of how he's putting yeah. the story together. <laughs> yeah. If there's one person that knows how to form sentences, it is. J.R.R. Tolkien, right? Like, he, even in the Silmarillion, right? Like, the, like, it's like really academic, kind of, you know, that's why people get scared off of it. But like, the way that the sentences flow, there's just like a almost prose like quality to how he puts things that I just love to read, you know? And like, even though this is different, like it's still peeking out. You know what I mean? Like it's still there and it's just very nice. You know, it's just enjoyable to read the sentences. Like the sentences are just lovely. <laughs> like they're just put together really well. And like, it's just, it's, I just love it. And they're, you know I mean? belie- and they're believable to the character as well. Like I'm I, just thinking of how many times the, the, what's the written dialogue in a book, how it doesn't translate well to a screen or even like to a play, but like reading these, given what we know about the characters, like it, you, you can just, you can really picture actual hobbitses saying these things, right. Or like an actual, you know, old man with a staff, saying these things yeah. be- because yeah, yeah, of yeah. what they've been because of what the character has been imbued with and, and how it's structured yeah right and like I know that this is gonna probably show up like a billion times right but I know that you don't love the Hobbit movies right we we can talk uh, about that maybe at the end right but uh-huh, like uh-huh. the very the first Hobbit movie like this scene in that movie uh-huh. is brilliant mm-hmm. 
right? It's like exactly this, right? It's just like all the things you're picturing in your mind, it, there it is. Boom. Pop. Right? Like it gets whatever else those movies do, it gets this part really good, I think. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I, think it does, I think it does a really good job of this first chapter in particular, <laughs> right? Like the rest of it, but like this part, it just nails it, right? I think it does a really good job. It does. Yeah. And the, the other thing that I was going to think about, I got, I oh. lost my train of thought for a minute, but like, like we're talking about through the exposition, like this whole, like the, the way that the exposition is presented to you. I, my favorite part about it is that it is, it does not like tell you just exactly everything that's happening. Right. The sure. way that it all, it just sort of hints at other things that could be mm-hmm. is like my favorite part about how Tolkien writes stuff. Right. Because in this and in the Lord of the Rings too, right? Like because he has all of this background knowledge in his brain already, just like he has, you know, thousands of years of history for the, that happened before this moment mapped out. Mm. Yeah. He just will drop stuff in there. And like, as the reader, you're just like, what? What? What does that mean? But like, the characters know what that means. And yeah. like, he knows what that means. And then you get to go on the journey of discovering what it is. <clears throat> right? So like, just this like really like breadcrumb exposition. Yes. Is my, I, it's, I just love it so much. Right. Because it's, it's just moving the story along. Right. You are engaged because you have questions and you want to know more about this. Right. Like in this, you're talking about like, Oh yeah, the dragon from the North. You're like, what, 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 hold on. What do you mean? Dragon from the North. What are you talking about? Right. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know, and like Gandalf and Thorin know exactly what they're talking about, but you know Bilbo sitting there going, "Uh, excuse me, what, 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 what?" Like, <clears throat> it just is a way to introduce things that you just don't. It just doesn't show up in a lot of other places. You know what I mean? Like this, just really kind of breadcrumby, like not telling you everything, not hammering you over the head with, "Oh yeah, let me tell you every single exhausting detail about the things that happened before this." Like. I like again, this just feels so comfortable because you can tell that the world is fully fleshed out just by the way the characters are talking. You don't need anything else, right? Just the way that the characters are interacting and talking to each other tells you there is a bigger world outside of this hobbit hole than what Bilbo knows about. And the fact that you are going to go with Bilbo to see some of it. And even though you're going to see some of it, you know that there's way more out there than you're going to be able to see, right? That's just so interesting. It's such an interesting way to do it. And I think not a lot of other authors do this, right? And, and it's just, it's refreshing, right? Because again, the hammer and nail, the 150 pages of exposition, like, oh, I don't need that, <laughs> right? Like, I don't need that. I think that's, <laughs> Just like yeah. to kind of draw a parallel here, this is why, like, I think this is why I really also like the George R. R. Martin stuff, right? Because that book also just sort of starts, right? Like the Game of Thrones book, it just 
begins. It just does. And then like as you go on through books and books, you just keep getting more and more and more pieces <laughs> all the time, right? They don't he doesn't just sit there and like laboriously lay out everything for you beforehand, right? It just sort of starts. That's what I love about it. Like I I just like that. That's that's the thing that I like and I have a hard time with this is why I don't read a lot of like other fantasy books anymore because they do that. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> and just what? Like, oh. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's yeah. <clears throat> and I really appreciate just like now that we're kind of at the end of this first chapter, right? We have the I appreciate you can appreciate the symmetry here between this and the Lord of the Rings that we have the first chapter is in the Hobbit is an unexpected party. Mm-hmm. And the first chapter in the Lord of the Rings is a long awaited party. Yeah. I like that little yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. little joke there as we're good. Like <laughs> he's good. He's good, this guy. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, yeah. So to 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 progress the story along, um, yeah, Bilbo, we get the the sudden arrival of the dwarves, the the telling of the tale. Uh, and we we have learned and discovered that um, they are in need of uh, uh, a burglar, uh, and as it turns out, um, that that is to be uh, Mister Mister Bilbo here, and uh, he's he's very surprised by this. Uh. It's, it's interesting too because he's like, again, you have this confliction, this like conflicting sides of him, like the Baggins and like the Took, right? Because. They're they're like you know oh if you can't do it he's like I didn't say I couldn't do it right I just I mean uh wait oh hold on wait what like <laughs> yeah where he like doesn't want to go but he's also like I could totally do that I don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny he's like indignant that you're like oh, you doubt me like well have you ever done it he's like well no but I you doubt me like i didn't yeah that's what makes it really funny of of his of uh it's like yeah his he doesn't he doesn't want to do it but the part of proving them wrong is overriding the other aspects of 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 him not wanting to do it that's what makes it really funny of of how he's struggling within himself about this but at the same time like also not struggling because he he, like he wants to do it yes it's just so that you get a little bit of that conflict here too, but it's presented in a way that's like much more chill, right? It's not like super yeah. serious, but it's just it's humorous, right? Like <clears throat> about that. Yeah, you know? it's, another writer would have had him like go through like trials and tribulations of torment of figuring out who his true self was to go on this thing and how um you know he would have had some personal discovery in the night of some long told thing of like you know you were supposed to do this and he really was just like oh no like okay fine like yeah i guess i'm going i get yeah yeah sure i'll do that and i'll prove them wrong and like that's that's pretty much all it is because he's stubborn right and he's just like okay fine (laughs) (laughs) and i i like that because again it's just like brisk like this first chapter is also extremely brisk of like Oof! Like you're 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 in your dive, you're moving through, and you just you just go like, and not at a, not to where it's too fast or you don't understand what's going on, but it, it moves at a clip to get through this, uh, uh, through this through this part of the tale. Yeah, but it, I think it also kind of highlights that 
like Bilbo is also feeling like a whirlwind of emotions, like really fast. Cause this is all like real quick, right? Oosh, and he's like, ah. So by yeah. the end of the chapter, he's still kind of like, ah, what's going on? Like he's still very confused because all this just like happens immediately. And mm-hmm. he doesn't really, he hasn't really processed what's going on <clears throat> because it's just like bang, 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 right? There's like a lot of information, but the way it's presented is so like, again, like just the talking between Gandalf and Thorin and, you know, you sort of forget that there's like 12 other people here half the time. It's fine though. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> like just kind of going and it's, it's very, it's like, it feels very natural. Right. Oh yeah. This is going on. What, what do you mean? No, no, don't worry about that. We'll go about it later. Like even the way he's like, Oh yeah. You know, the, when he's talking about like the necromancer and they're like, what's that? Thorin's like, we got to go there. And Gandalf's like, no, you don't want to deal with that. <laughs> and yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, back to the mountain. Like, yes. Like, Wait, what? What yep. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, like so- you can feel that, you know, Bilbo, they're like busting off all these names of places and people and stuff. Like, oh yeah, we haven't gone to Moria in forever. And Bilbo's just sort of sitting there just like watching them. Like, what's, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, as he's talking about yeah the plunders and the, and then when that all of a sudden like now here's a real t- true tale of a dragon coming in and destroying everything right and how they flee mm. and you know barely survive, and you know and we are introduced to smog or smog or however you want to pronounce this um That's true. <laughs> whatever okay. <laughs> yeah uh and then there's this weird interaction between thorin and gandalf of like gandalf has this map and key suddenly and thorin's like yeah how'd you get that and, and, and basically gandalf's kind of like never you mind it was a pain enough to get here you're, you're welcome <laughs> yeah and i like the part too that's like He's like, well, how come you didn't give it to me? And he's like, what do you think I'm doing right now? Right. And, he's like, and, then, and then you have this interaction of him going, you know, if you were easier to find and I didn't even know where you were. So how can you be mad at me for not giving you something that I didn't even know where you're at? So calm down. I'm giving yes, you now. I, it's so exactly. <laughs> it's funny. Like He's all indignant a little bit. Like, this is mine. He's like, I know. So I'm giving it to you. Calm mm-hmm. down. <laughs> It took me ages to find you, man. Stop it. (laughs) Yes. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, and then we end with with Bilbo going to sleep with uh, Thorin uh, singing part of the song uh, because he was worried about he was going to have to wake up to make everybody breakfast. It's like, like, I love, again, it's like just how, I guess not really... I don't want to say naive, but naive. Like he's going to bed after experiencing everything that he just experienced and learned, and he's going to be a burglar. And the thing that kind of kept him up was like, oh, and I'm going to have to get everybody breakfast when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny uh, how how like that's that's what he's stuck on. I mean, that's what his that's what he knows though. Yeah, I, yeah. that's like how he was so flustered about like. He was so flustered, he forgot his manners, and that upset him about himself whenever the dwarves started arriving. Yes. Right? Like, <clears throat> that is his, you know, that's the world that he knows and that he's comfortable in, and he's trying to, like, he's still, like I said, he hasn't processed all this what's going on, so he's still thinking about that stuff, right? Like, oh, I don't want to make them breakfast. I don't even know if I have enough eggs. I don't know, right? Like, it's what he's mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So yeah, it'll be, like yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it sets us up for, uh, for quite a lot of adventures coming. So that's indeed true. Okay. Well, do you have any other, uh, any other takeaways from, uh, from, from the book, uh, from, from this, from this chapter so far? Uh, no, I think I pretty much said everything I was thinking about for this chapter. So, okay. I think we're pretty good on that one. Okay. Well, we will, uh, we will tackle chapter two. Do you want to do chapter two and three, uh, before next time? Or will you have time uh, I to? I think three? probably so, right? I think two and three will be fine because they're not super long. No. It's only like 30 some pages. And, you know, chapter three is called A Short Rest. So I feel like that's a good place to get to. <laughs> I feel like that's a good, like, stopping spot right there. So, yeah, that'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So we'll make that note here. And, uh, just as the fly is starting to come out and bother me. And we'll, uh, no, no. We'll wrap there. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, uh, I'm excited about this. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.